Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. For me, to become an everyday millionaire means that you you have that freedom of choice. You have that freedom uh, of stress. Uh, you, you have the the ability to live a life that not a lot of people get to live, right? And so it's something that uh, I think inspires a lot of hope for me and for I know for a lot of others, uh, hopefully you listening, that if you make these choices um, on a daily basis that will impact your future outcomes so that you become an everyday millionaire, that you could actually have that freedom and those choices. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Welcome back, my friend. All right, if you're anything like me, you really like the word millionaire. If I had a dollar for every time someone asked me how to get to millionaire status, well, I'd probably be a multimillionaire by now. Deacon Hayes, formal financial advisor, founder of Wellkept Wallet, and author of You Can Retire Early, he knows a thing or two about millionaire status. 
over the last few years, he's really dedicated himself to becoming debt-free. Now he's mortgage-free and he educates people like you on how to do the same thing. Recently, a deacon became so inspired to teach everyone how to become what he calls an everyday millionaire that he actually wrote a rap song all about it. So in this episode, Deacon shares his top tips to help you step into everyday millionaire status, and he even gives us a little sneak peek of his song. I think this might be the first guest who willingly sang on an episode. I'm so thrilled to bring this conversation to you. I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and on we go to everyday millionaire status. Deacon, I am so excited to welcome you back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. In particular, we're talking about this idea of becoming an everyday millionaire. And that word millionaire, I mean, it just it always has this nice ring to it. Why do you think we we set the bar to to become a millionaire? Like, what is it with this word that we're so attracted to? I think, you know, at least for me growing up, it was this idea that um, if you had a million dollars, you had choices, right? Like you could buy the car you want, the house you want, go on the vacations you want. Um, And obviously there's inflation and that number can change. But I still think that for for many people, I'd say the majority of America uh, and even other countries, um, that it's just one of those things that if if I had a million dollars, my life would seem to be a lot better or different than what it currently is. So it gives you kind of hope for the future. If if I make good choices with my money, that I'll have that freedom and that those choices one day. Right. And I, I know what we're going to talk a lot about is just because we, we have a million dollars or we make a million dollars doesn't suddenly make everything in our life better or doesn't really always equate to to being wealthy. It's what we do with that money that really makes the difference. And there was this national study of over 10,000 millionaires. And you you gave me these amazing uh, stats that more than 50% of them live in a neighborhood where the average household income is below $75,000. So millionaires, successful millionaires, are choosing to live a life that isn't maybe up to the millionaire status. So what is the secret? Like, what is the secret of these millionaires to to live a life where they can really be wealthy? Yeah, it's it's actually two things that's pretty simple, right? But it's uh, it's they don't sound like so appealing. But one is living on less than you make, right? I think most people, um, including myself, for a long time, I lived paycheck to paycheck, right? Meaning that every dollar I had coming in, I was spending. Um, and if we do that long enough, we're just going to be stressed out and broke. And people that have a millionaire mindset, they, they basically say, hey, you know what? I got a plan for the future. I have to figure out my current financial situation when it comes to debt. Um, I have to you know, have a plan, right? And so, um, so the first thing is going to be not living paycheck to paycheck by living on less than you make um, and then putting that money to use wisely, right? Like you said, um, you know, the idea is, you know, not investing in the penny stocks and the, the latest crypto craze and those type of things, at least for your core investment strategy, right? Um, looking at what's what has a long track record and investing consistently, right? And for a lot of millionaires, that's going to be in three different buckets, real estate, uh, the stock market, or a business. Um, and so for most everyday millionaires, it's index funds. It's set it, forget it. 
uh, have a certain amount of money set aside every month that's going to go into, you know, like a tax preferred account um, that's really going to grow over time where you don't have to, you know, trade, buy and sell all the time. It's really just kind of a long-term strategy where you're saying, hey, I'm spending less than I make and I'm investing wisely. And that truly is what it takes to become an everyday millionaire. It doesn't happen overnight though. That's the thing. This is, this, is, this is a long-term plan, right? This isn't like, okay, I do this this year and next year I'm a millionaire. This is, I do this over 20, 30 years and I'm a millionaire. And you talked about mindset. I love mindset. I talk all about mindset because I really feel like it's kind of the secret ingredient, in my opinion, to to money, success, whatever the definition of that word means. But you know, I think we're in an environment where we want or we think we want the sexy stuff. We want the cryptocurrency and the meme stocks and the stuff that you would talk about at a dinner party, and people would be like, "Oh, wow! Like, tell me more about that." But the reality is, it's the unsexy stuff that really moves the needle in my opinion. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are about like how we shape our mindset to be focused on maybe the unsexy things. Yeah. So I guess the, the first thing I'd say is making sure that you have a strong why, right? For for me, the why was I didn't want to end up like my parents did financially. Both my parents uh, had houses foreclosed on. Both of my parents, are, they're divorced. Uh, they had foreclosed. Um, they uh, had bankruptcies. So I was like, you know what? For me, my why of making these good decisions and kind of going for the unsexy stuff is so that I have this financial security that was very important to me uh, when establishing my family and saying, hey, I, I, I want to pay off my debt. I want to invest wisely. I want to make different choices. And that means that maybe I'm not going to have the, you know, the fancy cars or the, you know, mansion or that kind of thing. But that's okay because for me, What's more important is that that security, but also what's important is is the ability to have those choices I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, I love to travel. I shouldn't say I love to travel. I say that I, <laughs> I love to go places. The traveling part, not so much. Right? Oh, like, I'm so right there with you. I tell people like if I could just teleport <laughs> somewhere, it would be amazing. I hate that. I'm a very nervous flyer. I hate the flying process. But I love to travel. And yeah, okay, we could go on forever about that. But yes. Yeah, so I could totally relate to that, right? Because, you know, you think about I have young kids too. So like the the bringing them, bringing all their stuff and the <laughs> fighting and the like, do they have their <laughs> iPad or whatever? It's like, so it's, uh, but but to be able to travel, you, you need resources, right? Um, and And we only have finite resources. So you say, okay, well, I only make this much and we want to do at least one, you know, kind of epic family trip a year. So we need to save that much money so that we have the cash to pay for it. Um, so really there's this planning that's involved to be able to say, hey, I want these things in life. Therefore, I'm going to spend less in these categories and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the money to be able to do those things and have the freedom of choice that I'm looking for. I like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I just have to ask favorite place you've traveled to. Do you have one? Ooh. So I really liked Singapore. Uh, I, I didn't realize, so like you could go anywhere pretty much on a bus. And so you literally like where we were staying, there was a bus stop right in front of it. And literally you just get on and you're at the zoo, you're at the botanical gardens, you're at like this market where they have all these different types of foods to try. Um, it was probably one of the most efficient and beautiful places I've ever been. And then we went on this hike and there were just monkeys, like just hanging out (laughs) in the trees next to you. And you're like, what is this place? Like, it, it was like, you're in the city, but now you're out in the wilderness, uh, but it's all the same place. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. 
I like that. Yeah, I've I've never explored a whole lot of of Asia, but everybody that I know that comes back and shares a story of of some place that they've traveled there just has like the most amazing stories. It just adventures, and it it just sounds like a a whole other world that that definitely needs to be explored. Oh yeah, and you know the other thing is when we were there, we did some day trips to like Malaysia and Indonesia, but Malaysia specifically, this is interesting. Um, so you go there and it has all of this history and, uh, culture and they have these bikes, you know, where that you can get on, um, where someone's riding and you get in like the back and they kind of like tour you around. And one guy, kid you not, was playing ice, ice, baby, vanilla ice. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in the, I'm in like a foreign country. They don't speak English, but they play vanilla ice here. So like, this is, this is my jam right now. He's international. What can he say? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, speaking of that, you you came up with this rap song, Everyday Millionaire, which has inspired uh, this conversation with your best friend and founder of the Money Peach about budgeting and saving tips and really just, to, I, I believe, to inspire everyone. And both of you are what you call net millionaires. So before we get to like what that means, I'm just curious can you share a little bit of the song with us or give us a few lines or give us a sneak peek sure yeah i'll go probably the first two stanzas so uh it goes i buy most of my groceries at the walmart and put generic items into my cart using coupons when i can because that's just smart saving money to me it's like a work of art my car's 10 years old but it still works the seats are holy like they bend the church i rotate my own tires even though it hurts and put 87 in the gas tank for sure <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and like big congrats on being able to just roll that off on a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was going to be like part of it, but uh, no, I, I, I practiced it enough where I feel more comfortable with it, but it's interesting. You know, uh, it's, it's one thing to sing karaoke where they have the words in front of you. Right. But even if you write a song like on the fly, sometimes I'm like, what what verse was that? It's it when you get towards the end. So, anyways, I appreciate that I was able to do the first two stanzas, you know, flawlessly. I love it. So let's go back to this idea of of net millionaire. What is that? Yeah. So basically, if you take your total assets minus your liabilities, that your your net is a millionaire. Because I think what a lot of people will say is, well, I have a million dollars in assets, but how much debt do you have against those assets? Right. Um, so really, kind of subtracting any liabilities that you have, and then your net at the end of the day is over a million dollars. Okay. I like that. That's a really easy way, easy way to think about it. So tell me a little bit about, about this song. Like how did you come up with the idea for this? And, and you know, why, why do you think this is important? So, uh, so I call him peach. Uh, he is his site's money peach, Chris peach is his name. And so, uh, so peach and I, w during COVID, everything was like shut down in Arizona. Right. And so, we're, we're like, Hey, we should get together and work. Uh, and so he had an office and I, I drove out there and, you know, we're sitting across the table and we're just like, you know, watching YouTube videos and we're like, we're not really working. We're kind of, cause we're, you know, we're like modern day working, <laughs> modern day working, you know? And he's like, Hey, have you ever seen this, uh, this YouTube video called everyday normal guy? And I'm like, no, what is it? It's, he's like, well, it's this comedian. And he raps about being normal and it's just hilarious, right? And so we watch it and we just had this idea pretty much at the same time. We're like, what if we did something like this for money, right? Like, what if we did something about an everyday millionaire, like your average person that becomes a millionaire and the habits that they have 
to, to get there, right? So we're basically, we're going to make it fun and funny, but really it's based in like truth. And if you do these things, you'll be a millionaire, right? So, uh, so that was kind of the, the, the beginning of it was, Hey, let's figure out how we do this. And neither one of us had ever published a rap song before. Right. So there was definitely a learning <laughs> curve there. I love that. Now, now it's on your resume for good, right? <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. I can be like, I'm a rapper. <laughs> In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. 
We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. So I know we've talked about a bunch already, but walk me through, like, concretely, what are some of the steps that that we should be taking if we're listening right now to get us on this journey to Everyday Millionaire? Yeah, one of the things that I think you mentioned earlier that I, I didn't really expand on, but I think would be good now is um, kind of the the house that you live in, right? I think one of the things that people struggle with is being house poor. They have more house than they really need and can afford. Right. And so really kind of making a decision of like, what, what is the, the house that we need for this period of time to really save up and fast pay off any consumer debt you might have? Um, so that you're not overbuying. So you're not getting too much house so that you're not house poor. So that would be the, the first thing, because like you had mentioned, um, most everyday millionaires live in normal neighborhoods. You know, there's a book called The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. And he did a similar study where, you know, he saw that. And I'm not going to know the exact number, but I want to say it was between 250 and 350,000 at the time he did that study was the average millionaire's right. uh, household, right? So it's like, we're not talking about these mansions. We're talking about normal homes, you know? And what do you, what do you say? I mean, to me, that's rooted in a bunch of things. It's rooted in like intentionality, really knowing the the vision and goals that you have for your life. And also, as you mentioned, the the mindset piece about understanding why if you're a millionaire, you're living in a $250,000 or $300,000 house when you certainly could afford a, a much more expensive house. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've realized is every yes to something is no to something else, right? So if, if I said yes to a $700,000 house, I could be saying no to traveling every year with my family or no to putting my kids through college, right? So really kind of understanding the opportunity cost of making that decision. Um, and it's hard because when you're young and you just get out of college and then you get, you know, married and you have two incomes and you're like, gosh, we should, we should get a house, you know, that's 
amazing, right? Because we got these incomes. But I think this slowing down and kind of being um, uh, insightful to what are, like you said, what are your goals? Um, putting everything on paper, really trying to map out, like, where do you want to be in 10, 15, 20 years? Uh because we live in like an immediate gratification society. Right. right. And I think the idea is, is we just really got to slow down and say, Hey, it's okay to want things, but you just got to plan for them. And you got to make sure that you actually have the resources to do them before you jump into them. I like it. I like it. Okay. Sorry. I interrupted you on to another step in becoming an everyday millionaire. Yeah. So that first, or I think it was the second verse where I talked about, um, you know, a 10 year old car, but it still works. Uh, I think that the other thing is you look at these these purchases, right? So your home, the next largest purchase is going to be your car. Um, another thing that people get this trap of like keeping up with the Joneses, you're like, oh, but my buddy got this brand new BMW or whatever it might be, right? Maybe it's a lifted truck. Um, and, and just saying like, not trying to keep up with the Joneses, but trying to say, hey, what's a car that's going to get you to where you need to be and and be you know reliable, safe, all those things, right? And ten-year-old cars, five to ten-year-old cars will still do that. Um, you know, when we were paying off our debt, we paid off fifty-two thousand dollars in consumer debt in eighteen months. Uh, my wife's car was worth twelve hundred and fifty bucks, and my car's worth about two thousand dollars. So between us, yeah. our cars, our cars are worth about thirty-two hundred fifty dollars. So um, I think the the reality is, is you could buy a used reliable car. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. We, I think we're probably more on the extreme side where we're like, hey, I can fix some things on cars and so we'll do that. <laughs> but for the average person, five to 10 grand, you can get a, you know, a nice reliable car and you don't have that car payment. You don't have that extra added you know, registration, license costs, all those types of things. Uh, insurances cost more on newer cars. So by buying you know, a 10-year-old car, that can definitely save you a lot of money that you can put towards other things like investing, paying off debt, et cetera. Yeah, I definitely will be the first to admit that um, I fall into the group of people who spent way too much on a car in my very early 30s thinking, well, you know, you got to have a luxury car, right? I mean, that's just that just means you've arrived. And, and then you get the first payment and it's like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> and then you pay it off and you're like, oh my God, I could have bought like all the things I could have, let alone invested and grown the money. And I thought, is that car really worth it? No, it was. I mean, it was a nice car to drive, but other than that, I have nothing to show for all that money I spent. It's so true. And but sometimes it's helpful to learn firsthand. Like I don't I don't recommend it, right? In the sense of like I don't want people to go out and buy like a forty, fifty thousand dollar car and, and then feel the pain of that that car payment. But in some some respect, the reason why I am where I am is because I bought a house that I couldn't afford at one point, or I bought a car with a car payment and that car payment was a struggle, right? And so I, I've been there too. My hope is if you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, I was thinking about buying that new car and now I'm second guessing it. I, my hope is that you go buy a used car or you're, you're looking to buy more house than you can afford that you, you second guess it and say, you know what, that, I, that, that, might not be the best decision. I'm going to do something else, right? Um, I never want to live somebody else's life for them. But if I could help them avoid some of those pitfalls and use my personal experience to do it, and like you said, your personal experience to do it, like, gosh, I would love to help people just make better decisions with their money so that they can become everyday millionaires, right? Or at least, yeah, just to have that moment of pause of being able to think about something, like actually to think it through versus the impulse that we are all so guilty of doing. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about investing. Like what role do you, does investing play in this idea of an everyday millionaire? 
Yeah. So it is a huge part of it. And so, you know, like I said, you have the two aspects, the spend less than you make and then invest wisely. The invest wisely is key, right? Because you need your money to be working for you. You need it to compound over time so that you have that million dollars. Um, the challenge is, is there's so many investing vehicles, right? That are vying right. for attention. You've got real estate, but not only real estate, you've got crowdfunded real estate. You know, you've got investing, but not only stocks, but you've got cryptocurrency and NFTs and all this stuff, right? But uh, I think that the at the end of the day, it really is simple. Like you look at what has a long track record, um, you know, what's your risk tolerance, right? Like how much volatility are you willing to, to you know, have happen to your money? Um, and then you pick the the route that works the best for you. weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time or just relax to a good book, Listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, Relax and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards will remove money from that list by having Frank funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? 
Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And how do you, like, how do you begin to cipher through all of those options, even just to figure out what might work best for you? I mean, particularly with investing, I mean, like you said, there are just so many places for your money to go. And I get so many listeners that email me saying, I just, I feel like I'm paralyzed. Like, I don't even know what to choose. Yeah. So there's a couple of resources. Uh, so there's a, a book called The Simple Path to Wealth. Uh, and J.L. Collins, I believe, is, is the author. Uh, and he talks basically about the total stock market index fund, right? Um, and that's also uh, echoed by uh, Mr. Money Mustache, Pete from uh, Mr. Money sure, Mustache. Sure, yeah. Yeah, where it's like literally it's one index fund that basically encompasses the total stock market of the United States, right? Um, and so really you can look at that and say, hey, what's the track record been over the past 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Um, and you can kind of see this 8 to 10% annualized return where you're not buying and selling. You just set it and forget it type deal. Now, this is not investment advice. This is just giving you know one solution. Um, there's also like the three fund portfolio, right? So there's, um, so, you know, if, if you're interested in saying, Hey, I don't want just equities, right? I want, I want to have some more diversification than just that asset class. Um, you know, a three fund portfolio would have something like bonds, um, large cap stocks, maybe some international, but, you know, really keeping it simple. I think when people complicate it and they buy like 50 different stocks and, you know, there's just, <laughs> there's just so many things where you start to get overwhelmed and, you know, you don't have enough time in the day to keep up with that stuff. So my advice would be to keep it simple and look for something that really has a long track record, not something that just came out last year. All right. Any, any other steps we we've uh, failed to mention here on our journey to everyday millionaire status? You know, I would say one of the things that is important, um, and I kind of glazed over it, would be putting it down on paper, whether that's yeah. like in an app or like, you know, something that like Mint or some personal finance app or doing it. I, I use an Excel spreadsheet um, and I do use an app, but I kind of use the spreadsheet to make sure that we're really on track. Um, but it's hard to it's hard to basically make a plan for where you want to go if you don't know where you are. Right. If. If I don't know my my starting point, then how am I going to get to my end point? So really just mapping out your, your picture so that you have a clear idea of what you need to do moving forward, right? Maybe you need to look at reducing your groceries. Maybe you need to look at increasing how much you invest every month. Uh, so really just making sure that you have that snapshot so that you have a clear picture moving forward. I'm a big, big, big proponent of that. And then I think even once you have that snapshot, like you, you got to look at it over and over again. You got to revise it. You got to, you got to change the numbers. I know, uh, from working as a certified financial planner for, for 15 years, I would, I would meet with people and they would say, Oh yeah, I have, a, I have a budget. I, I, I know where my money is. And oh, okay. When was the last time you updated it? Well, I don't know. Two years ago, why? Why do I need to update it? <laughs> and that's not a criticism of them. They just didn't understand that that the numbers are they're always changing. So, you know, I think finding the motivation to to stay in your numbers is, um, I think, a, a great step in in that millionaire status. Absolutely, and I, it's a really good point because you know when we got married, our budget was one thing. Then you have a kid. 
Then you have a kid and two dogs and then you have a kid and <laughs> another kid and two dogs, you know, like, so like you said, and then you get a bigger house and, you know, you have a bigger car. And so, uh, yeah, to your point, I think revisiting it on a regular basis, uh, at least, you know, monthly, if not every couple of weeks, um, to just say, Hey, are we on track? Do we need to adjust anything? Are there any expenses that are coming up that we didn't, you know, have planned for before, et cetera. Yeah. I think that's key as well. And you, you mentioned that you and your wife paid off a very large sum of, of debt. And for those listening who, who don't know you, you're a former financial advisor, founder of Wellkept Wallet. You've been on, on this show talking about your book, You Can Retire Early. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your journey into financial independence. Yes. So when I, when I started, I was selling wood floors uh, for a manufacturer, and it was during the recession. Uh, so there weren't a lot of people buying wood floors, right? So <laughs> I imagine I, that was a, that was a little tough job, <laughs> a little bit. And so, but it, it was a commission only job, so it was a hundred percent commission. I didn't even have a base salary, and so it was really like a, a motivating factor to say, like, hey, how could I figure this out? Um, and I grinded so hard that I was like, I, I couldn't do this forever, right? I don't. I'm not passionate about wood floors. This is a tough industry, um, and so you know. But it gave me the resources to help pay down our debt. Um, and so when we paid off our debt, I was like, man, how could I do this? Like I, I paid off $52,000 in 18 months by learning how to save money, learning how to make extra money on the side, um, and then you know new techniques, understanding what's a debt snowball, how does that work, and is that the best method for us? And so I was like, how could I create a website to be able to help other people with these tips, right? And so I created a well-kept wallet. And was sharing tips, how we sold an upside down car. So that was one of our articles. Like, how do you do that? Um, can you really buy a car for less than $5,000? Is it worth it? Um, you know, how do you save money on your groceries? So like wrote all these articles uh, and started to realize that, oh, I can make money by putting ads on the site and, and et cetera. So um, I, I decided I was, I was going to become a financial planner. So I, I went to uh, work for a large financial planning firm um, and, and I still had the blog on the side. Mm -hmm. But I realized that, um, you know, financial planning for me, at least where I was, was I was in spreadsheets all the time and I would meet with clients maybe a couple times a week. And so I was like, gosh, I really wasn't doing what I wanted to do, which was help the masses. Right. So I decided to quit being a financial planner and like figure out how to make well-kept while at work. Um, so uh, I had about a three month severance. So we worked it out to where they actually fired me, but that was so they could give me a severance so that I could try to buy this runway to figure it out. Um, and so in that time frame, we got our story picked up, but like us news and world report, uh, Fox, uh, news. We were actually on like the national show. We flew out to New York city, um, had a bunch of different opportunities, which got us exposure, which got revenue for the site and which kind of got some wind in the sails to keep going. So uh, fast forwarding, you know, one of the first things we wanted to do was pay off our mortgage. So we, we did that. So we, we, we had our first house paid off. I want to say it was like 2017. So probably like four years ago. Um, and we're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So now what we should do is we should try to build up our investments. Right. And so um, this kind of leads us to say, okay, let's max out our SEP, my SEP IRA. Let's figure out um, what other investment opportunities we have. Um, and during that time I got a book deal, um, which I came and shared on your, your previous episode, uh, called you can retire early and really realized that like my best, my best way to have financial independence is to have a business that cash flows and is, is pretty much stable. 
right? Um, you know, there's many ways to do it. Like I said, you have business, uh, your stock market or real estate. Um, and so for me, it was really just figuring out how could I have my business be a source of income where I don't need to be running the day-to-day operations. So I hired someone to run the business for me um, and she is amazing. And so really I kind of put myself in this position where I was like, okay, now I have more money coming in than is going out. Uh, it's stable. We're maxing out our investments. We have no debt. We're in a much different financial situation than 10 years ago when we were drowning in debt and just wondering like, how are we going to stop living paycheck to paycheck? Right. Uh, so hopefully that gives people hope that like, Hey, I was there. We literally were living paycheck to paycheck. We had a bunch of consumer debt and, and, and now we are pretty much financially free, have zero debt and a very different position because we changed our mindset and we stuck to it. Wow. I mean, what an incredible story. I think, I think it's it's so inspiring to share stories like this because, yeah, I don't want to steal your words, but basically what you're sharing is that anybody can do this. If you're if you're in a tight spot or you are right now in that paycheck to paycheck, I know that it feels like you are just never going to get out of that cycle, but but it is it is possible. I mean, are there a couple of things that you can point to that really were game changers for you guys? What I, what I will say is the, the desire to figure out how to make extra money, right? Because I think when you live paycheck to paycheck, typically, at least for us, was we had, we had jobs and our jobs had ceilings, right? This is how much money right. you can make. My wife was a teacher. She didn't make a lot of money. And then I was in a commission-only job, but I was, I was doing it during the recession. There wasn't a lot of opportunity. So I had to figure out ways to make extra money. And so my, my grandma actually was an antique dealer. Uh, and she had retired, but she learned how to find old, old items at like yard sales. And then she'd sell them on eBay and I'd watch her do this growing up. Right. And I was like, okay, I don't know antiques, but I know electronics. I used to work in an electronics store growing up. And so when we were paying off her debt, I, I went to yard sales on the weekends and I would scan like barcodes of routers or um, <laughs> nice. you know any type of electronic item. And I would see what is this selling for on eBay? What's it selling for on Amazon? Um, and then I would arbitrage it, right? I'd spend say five bucks for this, you know, this modem, but it has a box and everything's there. And I tested it and I sold it for 50 bucks. Right. Um, but it, it gave me a lot of confidence that I'm not, I don't have to rely on my employer for all my source of income, right? Which is how I lived most of my my life. Um, and so I think that's one thing that if people can kind of exercise that make money muscle, right? Whether it's, um, you know, now we have the gig economy. So you have like, you could drive for all these different apps, Instacart, Uber. Um, you could walk dogs with Rover. Like you can, you can rent out a room in your house with Airbnb, right? So just trying to test those different things to figure out what are ways that really work for you to make some extra money so that you can achieve those financial goals that you have. And I think it's it's also what's really inspiring about your story is it's not just necessarily about making the extra money. It's about what you do with that extra money, right? I mean, because there's a lot of, we could make extra money and we could just blow the extra money or or not, you know, it could just go down the funnel that extra money goes down if it stays in our bank account. But it's really being intentional about routing that money in, in certain directions. 
Yeah, for sure. And so if you could automate saving uh, it to your emergency fund, or if you could automate um, saving for your retirement, right? Uh, or 529 plans for your kids, I'm totally with you. I think anything you could do to make it easier so that you're making sure that the funnel, uh, you're funneling the money to the right places, right? When it comes in. So I know that you are, uh, you've got quite a nice following now on, on TikTok. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of people giving money advice on TikTok that we'll just put it lightly, maybe shouldn't be giving money advice on TikTok. But tell me a little bit, like, what are some of the topics that are really resonating with, with viewers? Yeah. So for, for my channel specifically, uh, people definitely were interested or are interested in current events, right? So some of the stuff that was really taking off was understanding how, um, the stimulus money was going to be divvied up and who was qualified or, um, even some of the, I do have one, which is like how to turn a hundred dollars into a million dollars. Right. And where I talk about investing a hundred, a hundred dollars every paycheck. So every two weeks, right. So basically in a 52 week pay cycle, that's 26 times. So it's 2,600 bucks a month. But if you do that for a period of time, so let's say, I'm going to say 40 years that you'd have a million dollars in retirement. Right. Um, so videos like that tend to do really well. Um, it has like a little bit of a clickbaitiness to it, but you get in there and you're like, oh, this is actually <laughs> solid, right? Like I'm not, I'm not telling you buy this crypto. I'm saying, no, invest in an index fund in a tax qualified account over a long period of time and just be consistent about it. Um, so yeah, th- like you said, there's a lot of noise on there. And my hope is to be kind of a light in that and, and, and shed kind of a different perspective that's not maybe as sexy, but um, is sound advice and will help people make better financial decisions. Hey, turning a hundred bucks into a million bucks. Now that that's pretty sexy. I <laughs> right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So you've got, you've got the rap song now with Peach, Everyday Millionaire. Where are you going with this? Is, is this, is this evolving? Does this turn into a book or where are we going with this? So the next step is a music video and I think it's going nice. to be I think it's going to be epic. We have this one line where we say when I'm old and gray and not moving very quick I want a souped up scooter to impress my chick and we're like wouldn't it be cool that if we had like gray hair and makeup and like Peach and I are riding on those like old people scooters, you know, and racing each other. Um so I don't know where this is really going to go. That might be over budget, but um yeah, that's kind of the next step for us. I love it. I I already have the visual in my head. So I mean, it just you know, if you go if you go there and you write the song, you record the song, you got to go to the music video, right? Like that is just the natural progression. Yeah, it just brings it to life, right? It gives it that that like third dimension where you can really see the kind of the the tips in action. Well, Deegan, this has been so much fun. I. I just, I love this idea of, of everyday millionaire because it really brings to light that we can, we can really all be millionaires. So I, I just would love for you to tell everyone listening, where can they connect with you? Where can they connect with you on social media? Uh, where do they find your book? All, all the good stuff. Yeah, the best place is wellkeptwallet.com and on TikTok. Uh somebody else has the name Deacon Hayes. I can't believe it. But no so my, way. My, mine is at the Deacon Hayes is how to find me on most social media. I know I say it over and over and over again, but Deacon really overemphasized my point that money success is in the non-sexy stuff. It's in living within your means, making tough choices creating a vision for your life and then goals to achieve that vision, investing, real estate, really everything that we talk about in the show. 
It's about being intentional with your money. And I think if you ask any millionaire, they will probably agree that these are the steps to get you there. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, please share it with a few friends right now. Help them get on the track to everyday millionaire status as well. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guest, as well as our amazing and very generous episode sponsors. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com/wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.